now recording. Justin, you sound like you're right. uh, on a on a uh, uh yeah. What? With, with a voice box. Sound like T Pain. Mm-hmm. Say say words. Hello, I'm saying words. Alright, and he sounds better now. Better. Oh, it's probably because I was leaning over. Because I got, uh. Oh, no, because, um, I was invitating the Craig bot thing. He goes, now recording. No, you before that. Oh, it's probably because I was leaning over to start him up because I had my phone on the charger. Yeah. So, I just kind of have to lean over every once in a while, make sure we don't have it mess up like last night. Anyway. Wants to intro it. Uh, it's all you, buddy. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll take it. Welcome, it everybody, <laughs> to the B-Team Podcast. <laughs> I am Josh, and uh, I've, I've embarked on this crazy journey with uh, Mr. Justin Ayotte. I am a robot. And Mr. Brendan Krause. Hello. So we, uh, we are bringing you a Fulci double feature. Uh, this is Justin's first exposure to Fulci, and I'm going to guess his last. <laughs> no, we, wasn't uh, one of the watched, other ones by him? Uh, zombie, Z- or Zombie 2, and a no. bunch of things you've never heard of. No, the, 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 what, what was the other one that we watched? New York Report? Um, no, the, the other one. The one where they were all at, like, uh, they, they're all, like, the zombie, like, they all got, like, sick or whatever, they got rabies. That was not, not him. him. Uh, that oh, was definitely him. not him. All right, I thought it was. No, bad. that was also not Italian. Uh, was not Italian in the least. I don't know. I remember you made me watch one of them, and it was in like Italian. It was like in America, but it was Italian. I don't know. That was pieces. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. did I end up watching that one? I don't know. I can't. remember. No, you never did. You were on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. No, that's right. That because that was the same one as. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was hilarious. Anyway. Uh, so, for anyone who is not familiar with Mr. Lucio Fulci, he is a uh, horror director from the great country of Italy. Um, circa the 1960s, definitely 70s, 80s, and some weird, weird shit into the 90s. Um, he is known for just over-the-top gore, mostly involving eyeballs, and uh, he might or might not really, really hate women. Uh, um, Brendan, <laughs> I got you to watch uh, my fifth favorite horror movie of all time. Yes. 1981 visual spectacle, The Beyond. Um, what were your initial thoughts? Because I know you you were the one who came to me and said, like, hey, this is uh, playing at the Tarantino Theater. I might go see it. Yeah, I was so bummed I never got to see it. Um, but, yeah, the Beyond, been on the watch list for forever. Yeah, after being, you know, I know it's one, yeah, like you said, your fifth favorite horror movie and just one of your favorite movies. Um, I really, really liked it. Um, it's definitely one of those ones where after I watched it, I was like, hmm, I want to watch that again just to, like, uh, Maybe see what I missed. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. If I had to score it like on a I don't know, initial viewing, I'd probably go like 
either weak four and a half or strong four out of five. Uh, I really liked it. Um, want to create to the other, you know, Italian horror movies that are generally held up though, like some like Suspiria is my just favorite horror movie ever. I would mm-hmm. say that's like comparing to that one, like I put Suspiria way above this personally. Um, well, I mean, I do too. Initial watch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, and I will say, just we'll get obviously into the plot. Plot-wise, not what I expected. It's not what anyone expects. Um, so before we get to that, Justin, did you know anything about this before jumping in? The movie or about the guy? Because you talk about the guy all the time. Uh, the movie. I mean, I do talk about the guy all the time. Uh, no, I didn't know anything about it. Didn't know it existed. You said, okay. hey, I would watch this and we'll pot it. I go, okay, I guess. And upon watching it, uh, your thoughts? Uh, what was my exact quote to you? I was like, what the fuck did you have me watch? <laughs> yeah, well, like that. that's, that's pretty much what Sarah said. So, uh, <laughs> well, She, she did not like it. She does like demons, but she, she did really? not like the beyond. Interesting. Which, it's not for everybody. It's not very oh, yeah. linear. Um, it's probably the most David Lynch of the Fulci movies, and uh, a lot of people have described it as a visual nightmare, not in like a negative way, just in like this is what like a dream would look like or a nightmare would look like. Um, it does have a plot and a through line, but then there's just a lot of shit that happens because sometimes when Fulci makes movies, he gets bored. And then he just like falls back on zombies and gore effects, and then he just goes on to other things, especially in his earlier movies. Um, yeah, definitely. And a lot of this movie could be like a, I mean, you could put the scenes in almost any order, and not much changes. Yeah. So there is a plot. I'll, I'll walk us it through was it. The, it. It was the one with the hotel, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, right. So this one is actually part of a thematic trilogy. Um, I don't think it was planned to be a trilogy, and it doesn't even really work in order. But the they're all, of course, Fulci movies. It's uh, House by the Cemetery, City of the Living Dead, which, uh, Brendan, I will definitely recommend to you that one. Uh, Justin, you can skip that one. There's some great kills, but it makes even less sense than this one. Uh, House by the Cemetery is just fucking bonkers. Um, neither of them have anything to do with this. But they call it the uh, uh, Gates of Hell trilogy because one of the alternate names for this movie is the Gates of Hell, uh, and then the I see the British or the American release name was the Seven Doors of Death uh, because all Italian movies, you know, they they have like multiple multiple titles. Twenty titles. Um, so this one starts with a black and white back in the day of a person who runs this hotel that is basically the, the gate to hell is in the basement um, is violently put to death for practicing witchcraft. Yes. The uh, artist uh, named like Schweck, I think Schweck. I don't remember how you pronounce it. Um, You, You get right off the bat, like just some really great shots, but I'm sure that's the point where Justin was like, oh boy, here we go. What do you say? What do you say? The the door to hell is in the basement. It reminds me. It's like very different than the goosebumps. Don't go into the basement. 
episode. Yeah. Um, so this one <laughs> is set in New Orleans. Most of his movies are set in New York or what he pretends is New York uh, by way of Italy. Yeah. And Was this actually shot in New Orleans? I mean, it did look like New Orleans to me. Uh, there's like a couple shots, I think, and then the rest isn't. Um, and this one stars a famous Italian actress uh, who has many different names depending on the credits. Uh, this is Katarina McCall, plays the main character, Liza. And she inherits the hotel from the guy in the beginning who I think was her uncle or her great-uncle. And she's basically just trying to fix it up. Uh, so this one's from 1981. There is a lot of exorcist and uh, shining imagery. And, um, you know, I, I'm on record as saying 81 is in the top two best years of horror ever. Uh, this obviously being my favorite of all of 81, which is a hell of a year. So um, from there, it gets a little bit hokey. Um, there's, you know, people in the town who are aware of the quote unquote gates of hell uh, and all the kind of rituals leading up to it. Um, she's just trying to repair the hotel and there's a plumber slash carpenter and his family who kind of get caught up in the curse. And basically just weird shit starts to happen. Um, you know, there's the plumber carpenter basically falls off the ladder. Um, then he turns into a zombie. Um, his wife is in the morgue and a vat of acid falls on her face. Yeah, I mean... The I guess the through line, if you were to say there is one, is that it seems the uh the book, um, uh the book of I don't know, do they give it a name? Hell, I guess. Yeah, I forget what the it says like translation name is. It's basically the book of the damn. It says like Abon on it, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it says Abon on it. And yeah, I guess they never they never really explain like why everything's like coming to life i feel like um well that's aside that's from the fact that like, she just like do things and he'll just be like you know because and you just kind of go along with it um there's a psychic girl who might or might not be alive at different points in the movie might be a ghost then she's definitely not a ghost um oh, she uh, emily? Reads... About emily yeah yeah she reads from the book and she goes blind and then um the carpenter's daughter uh also ends up going blind but then she becomes a zombie yeah that that did not make any sense to me like what, what was he, he just wanted zombies at that point is what it was yeah i really thought going in because i knew like the basic plot was that um you know liza inherits the hotel and it's the gate to hell i thought it was gonna be without having seen a trailer or anything demons you know something like that is yep. on coming out of the basement she has to close the portal but it's not really that at all i mean like you said it's zombies um I, i'm curious josh i have not seen city of the living dead but i have seen the house by the cemetery how are these two movies related because i'm 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 pretty i would say mostly remember the plot of house by the cemetery and it's like literally nothing like this movie <laughs> so the little kid from House by the Cemetery might or might not be one of the main characters in City of the Living Dead. City of the Living Dead is about a occultist order of priests 
who basically start the apocalypse and thematically it'll end up in this movie. They're they're not really connected, but okay. you know, fans like to say like, oh, it's this thematic trilogy. It's okay. like the uh, the Carpenter Apocalypse trilogy. Right, right. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, I um I liked it. I guess my thing is not with every genre of movie, but with horror movies. I typically like a more through line in the plot where mm-hmm. as opposed to where this is like I said, once the killing starts, most of the movie I feel like aside from like the first fifteen and last fifteen minutes, most of this movie you could like recut in any order and not much of significance changes. Um Yeah, I'll I'll agree with I, that. I mean I really liked uh you know what's her name? Uh Lizza who um, uh, yeah, Katarina McCall. Yep. Yeah, yeah. She's she's fun to watch. The uh, doctor, uh, Doctor John. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like their like little back and forth they got going, especially once they link up at the end. Um. But yeah, oh, so, some things did just kind of confuse me. Like, uh, for example, the like we see that the wife of the was it the plumber. They both He's like, a plumber carpenter, yep. Plumber carpenter. They both die, but yet back at the house like five minutes later, the plumber's there like in the in the bathtub. Yes. Um so I, I mean, definitely... what I mean, like, is it is that actually his body? Uh like what's like what's that implying? So there's um, a couple of scenes with ghosts, but they're not like, you know, ethereal or, or floating sheets. They just look like, you know, living bodies. Um, I believe that's supposed to be one of them. Another theory is there are a couple shots with the plumber carpenter that are just edited out of sequence and left in like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I buy that. Um, um, is, most famously, this movie, the spider scene, uh, <laughs> is, is part of the montage when Tobey Maguire first gets bitten by the spider and, and has like the uh you know nightmare dream yeah, montage. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yep. I would assume this is a fav- favorite of Sam Raimi's. Oh absolutely. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's you know, obviously Tarantino, but you know, Raimi, um anyway, Eli Roth. That, I mean like everybody yeah. when they when they reference Fulci, they reference this one. Uh one of his first movies, Don't Torture a Duckling. And a movie that is much more about ducklings, uh, which we will cover next. Um, but yeah, no, I, overall, I liked it. Um, I will say, you know, when comparing, I feel like when it comes to Italian horror directors, the three that are brought up the most are Fulci, Mario uh, Baba, and Argento. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, at least of what I've seen, Argento kind of feels like clear the other two. Whereas I feel like, this movie visually very good. I mean, like you said, like you had talked up the gore in this and, and it delivered. It, it was great. I mean, Italian directors, there's no one better at like shooting blood than these guys. Um, but I will say parts of the movie definitely felt I, I could see the budget compare that to, I guess maybe he's just better at utilizing it. But Argento with his budgets, I feel like, really really maximizes like every he squeezes every penny out of it yeah definitely i mean he, he's definitely got more of a visual flair you know you can see it in suspiria you can see it in uh tenebrae you can see it in inferno there's a lot of like you know colors that just pop yeah a lot of it, really, like, 
famous shots. Like he he loves the shot of the woman in the rain sitting in the back of the car. Yes, That's <laughs> his movies. Uh, Fulci just likes to stab people in the eyes. True. Yeah, and and I would say, generally speaking, of what I've seen, Argento tends to have the better scripts. I would argue as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, Fulci. I've only seen, I think, three of his movies, but uh, I, I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan. Well, one of those guys who, I mean, his movies were made to be seen at midnight at a, a grindhouse theater, basically. I mean, that's what he was born to do. Oh, yeah. No, and I, so, you know, beyond the horror, I think you would really enjoy his westerns. Um, you know, he's got a few, like, quirky comedies, some crime dramas. Westerns. I could see him. And, uh, that. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal at westerns. But like I said, there is one movie he did that is literal Oscar quality, and it's it's like the best thing he ever did. That's not horror, and that's uh, the Conspiracy of Torture. The Italian title is Beatrice Sensi. If you can find that, because like there is no U.S. release, I would have bought it immediately. There was one put out by Eighty Eight Films, but it's Region B uh, or Region Two, whatever it is. But if if you can find that one online. It's definitely worth a watch. And it's like a, a period piece drama about like, you know, shit in Europe I didn't even know about. And it's phenomenal. Interesting. Um, so moving on to the next. Oh, well, before we do that, I will say um, I highly recommend the Beyond. You know, we can yes. tie it back to Doctor Strange and shout out Bob Morowski Grindhouse releasing again. Because they actually put out a three disc of the Beyond uh, with the soundtrack, which was really cool. Uh, and that was, I think, the first thing I ever got from them. Uh, the quality is amazing. It's actually smaller than the other ones that I, they put out that I've recommended. So it fits better on a shelf. And um, I think they're going to be redoing it and putting out like one of the 4K UHDs in the near future. Um, there is a very loose remake. I mean, it's, it's its own movie. It's not supposed to be, this is more a ripoff than a remake, but it's very well done. I would put it in the remake column. Uh, and that is the 2017 movie that you can find on Netflix called the void. Uh, it would definitely be more in line with combining, uh, city of the living dead and the beyond. But it was great. Uh, I believe it's Canadian. And, I've uh, seen that movie. Is it actually like, like technically considered a remake of this? Song? No, I, I consider no. it one just because oh, okay. the plot elements are, are so in line, especially the ending. But yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, but I, I would recommend I've that. I obviously recommend, recommend this. And um, if you've never seen a Fulci movie, don't start with this one. Uh, I would okay. probably say start with Zombie, aka Zombie Two. <laughs> That's yeah. easily his most famous. That's the one everybody goes to. The makeup, yeah, the score, and that is is next level. Um, but you know, if you like what you see and you like Italian horror, definitely watch the Beyond. And uh, as and as somebody who did start with this as their first uh, Fulci movie or whatever, yeah, definitely don't start with this. Not yeah. that it was all. Not that it was horrible, but it's just like you know, some of it I doesn't mean, really make sense. And yeah, definitely, you know, not. I get it. If- well, I mean, and I get it. You know, you're not really a horror fan, so as always, we we applaud you taking the journey on, especially on the harder yeah. ones. Well, um, you know, that was pretty much like Sarah's take, and you know, she does love horror, not so much Italian horror. It has to really grab her. You know, she didn't know what the hell was going on. She enjoyed something she saw, and then other things she's like, I can't even follow this. I don't care. And uh, then she, yeah, I think I think you need to like kind of have like 
a more abstract look at movies and stuff like that and you know if it doesn't really make sense it's supposed to make sense in like a thematic sense or whatever it's, i would but i like, would classify this as a vibe movie like you're just into the vibe of it yeah um, yeah i mean yeah, like, you yes, know if, if, you're, plot, if you're just if you're just really into like if you're just really into plumbers like you know getting <laughs> lost in a basement and then all of a sudden like you know becoming zombies and and such and then you know, things popping out at you, and then of course hell, you know, yeah. breaching open, and then you know, don't go, don't go into the old hotel room, and the hotel room keeps, you know, ringing the bell or whatever. Yep, yeah. and uh, you know, we, one one of the two things we didn't mention the the score and the beyond is, is yeah, you mentioned it. incredible. Um, the one of the things that Fulci is great at, I did briefly mention his westerns. Anytime his movies can turn into action, he just runs wild with it. And uh, there's definitely a scene in the hospital where ju- there are just shitloads of zombies uh, and the shooting starts and it does not let up until a certain character yeah. that you don't think is going to get it gets it. And the way that that happens is just spectacular. Yeah. Well, so, so my um, hold on, one question I do have about this, though, is that. Mm-hmm. Was was that girl like real? Was she a ghost? Like I I never got that by the end of it. I, so basically, I, she was possessed and became like a zombie and um, was corrupted by the the book. Yeah. Oh. So she was an actual. Wait, person. You, do you mean the little girl or the blind one? No, the blind one that he kept saying nobody lives in that house. Nobody's lived in that house for years. I took it as she was and, just like an entity from hell. Yes. Because she keeps saying when the zombies corner her, like, I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Well, I oh, guess right. I guess you could argue there weren't even zombies. Well, I guess there had to be, since the dog has clearly has blood on it, but I don't know. They, they don't make it clear. <laughs> they're, it's like uh, Brendan said, they're basically like emissaries of hell that are just trying yeah. to drag her back, and she was like, you know, kind of like guardian spirit. Yeah, uh, you know, we mentioned uh, Justin this being his, you know, basically, you know, baptism by fire. It was also sort of literally my mom's baptism by fire because I watched this with my mom. That's right. You, yeah, yeah you and, said um, you had watched uh, it with your mom, yeah, so I'm interested in that. She uh, was not a fan. Shocking. Okay, but I, I did, I did <laughs> laugh because you know she, the movie started. She hadn't said a word until we see the plumber in the morgue. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And his wife goes into the morgue, puts on all the clothes in like under two minutes. Like she gets him in a full tux. It cuts back to him in the tux, and my mom just goes, "Well, that's unrealistic." <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and we were both. She just was. Uh, she was getting you know you know annoyed with the movie at the end because she's like, the doctor sees that he must realize by now after like five zombies that headshots kill them. Why is he still shooting them in the body? Which I agreed with. I, I just found that funny that he keeps shooting them in the body when he clearly, clearly headshots or would end them. So you you can uh, tell her that that is like the most commented thing, especially in internet reviews. People who love it, they're like, you know, it's a zombie. Everybody knows how to kill a zombie, even in a universe that doesn't have them. And he is shooting them in the head and seeing it works. And then he just goes back to keep shooting them in the body. Yeah. Because yeah. they train you to shoot for. Uh, you know, uh, central mass. Not in Italy and not back then, but I guess. Yeah. Very early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, transitioning to the, you know, the next movie we were watching, you know, I said this was kind of my mm. mom's baptism by Fulci, but really, you know, 
two or three years ago when I watched the New York Ripper for the first time. She also saw that. And I vaguely uh -oh. remember and I distinctly remember her being like, wow, that was a really trashy. I can't believe you just had me watch that. <laughs> so this is one before we get into it, I, and we're gonna get um, you know, there are things in my collection where I'll tell Sarah, like, you know, I would never subject you to this, you know, you don't have to watch it. Um, not Grindhouse, but Blue Underground, who do the really awesome lenticular covers. They put out a three disc uh, for New York Ripper. I had, I think, a regular DVD or just a standard Blu-ray. So I upgraded. And, um, you know, her mom loves horror movies and she oh. does like a lot more trashier stuff. So we, we go over there often and I, I brought it over and uh, you know, her name's Leslie. I was like, oh, Leslie, you can watch this movie with me. But I knew Sarah was doing something else. Like she was doing work or laundry or something in the other room. So her, her uh, brother, my brother-in-law, Bobby, who, you know, well, pretty much like this stuff. He'll just sit there. But I knew with New York Ripper, he would be like, you know, yeah, let's watch this. So I brought over like Evil Dead and, you know, like normal shit that people could watch. And then I had New York Ripper in the in the chamber. So I thought it was just me and him. And I was like, yo, dude, you, you got to watch this movie. You don't know shit about Italian horror. You're going to love this. I put it on. And next thing I know, there's my mother-in-law and there's Sarah just oh, sitting no. down to watch it with oh, us. No. I was like, oh, no. So by like 15 minutes in, she's like, what the fuck is this shit? And she walked out of the room. It was like, you weren't supposed to watch this. It's not my fault. Yeah. I remember my mom was like, is this legal? To, was this legal to show? Yeah. <laughs> man, well, I mean, it wasn't. It was a video nasty and it was one of the ones that they prosecuted, I believe. But yeah, New York uh, Ripper, so, what so Justin, <laughs> what do you think of New York Ripper? <laughs> Um, it was interesting. Uh, Did you like it more than the Beyond? Um, I'm gonna be fully honest. I still have like about 15 minutes of it that oh I didn't actually watch. Wow. But um, but yeah, it it uh, did I like it more? Um, I understood it more. I guess <laughs> okay. if that makes sense, like I could follow it a little more because it actually had a plot. But w would you have believed me if I said that there was a 1973 or it was 73 or 83? I don't remember. But if there was a movie about a Donald Duck serial killer killing hookers in fake New York, you, you probably would have been like, that's not a thing that exists. Nah, I probably would have thought that was a thing that exists. It's the 70s, you know. They did a lot of crazy stuff in the seventies, especially with film. So I, I would have, I would have imagined it existed, but you know, not that it would be popular, I guess. Well, this one more than anything has some uh, ultra, ultra violent scenes, especially on female characters. Most of them, oh, probably, yeah. And, oh yeah, you know, models. Uh, this is the one that that gets faulty the reputation for. Maybe he don't like women. Uh, yeah. Bonus mm -hmm. question, Justin. Lucio Fulci is in this movie, and I know you don't know what he looks like. Which I character think... was he? Um, it is not his see. voice. It's never his voice, but... Wow, I don't think it's any of their voices. Aren't they all Italian actors? Well, yeah, but I'm saying, you yeah. know, even if, if like they dubbed it, he could have dubbed like, himself speaking English. Oh, yeah. I didn't know he knew how to speak English. Um... I'm going to say that he is the uh, the two-finger guy. Oh, good guess. <sighs> now when you look him up, you're going to be like, holy shit, it's that guy? He made these movies? 
He's the little short police chief. Damn, that was going to be my, that was my second choice. He looks like the most, like, nice, unassuming dude ever. You know what? I should have thought about that because when he was sitting there with the voice recorder thing, with the with the uh, with the woman's uh, husband or whatever, and he's just like grinning the whole time that he's playing, like you know, this voice recording. I'm like, what a sick freak! I'm like, why are you like laughing at this guy? Like, you know, listening to his wife, you know, have that done. You know what I mean? Like, what is going on here? I should have I should have guessed it. And uh, you know, I haven't subjected you to any any just Jesus Franco yet, but uh, that dude looks exactly like you think he would. Fulci is is like this unassuming little grandpa. <laughs> I mean, he's not a guy that looks like he'd be in the in the back of a a, a dirty movie in the seventies. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, basically, the plot of this one is a bunch of. Uh, Hookers and models and showgirls are, are ending up sliced up by a straight razor in uh, gritty old 70s New York by way of Italy. And uh, there is a inspector who's hot on the trail trying to figure out who the killer is and stumbles onto a very obvious red herring that's missing fingers. And uh, that is shockingly not the killer. And the killer, who, as I alluded to, uses a Donald Duck voice on the telephone, uh, is someone that we meet early Which on. I I, I want to kind of I want to kind of I kind of want to interrupt right now. When I heard the Donald Duck voice, I thought that was fucking hilarious, and I laughed. I'm like, oh my god! And like this weird movie, like you all of a sudden have this guy talking like this weird like Donald Duck like quacky voice. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yep. Anyway, continue. Uh, no, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. So you, you didn't actually see the ending? I mean, do you know who the killer is? Uh, I'm assuming it's the, uh, the boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is a twist at the end, and the first time I saw the movie, I, I think I, like, fell asleep on it at the end, because, you know, not, I was bored. I have narcolepsy. It happens, unfortunately. And we'd watched um, like a shitload of Italian horror I'd never seen for the first time, and it was like the fifth movie, and I was just spent. Um, so the the twist at the end, and it's okay, I could spoil this one because there's not much cerebral going on. Um, he has a terminally ill daughter, and he's basically like punishing all these women because I don't know he wants to keep his daughter safe or something. Uh, and she has the duck as the little stuffed animal he gave her. And a way that a lot of these movies end, like we watched uh, Night Killer, ends with like the little girl picking up the mask and then using the killer voice. Yes. I thought the first time I saw this movie, because I like woke up at the very end and saw this happening, I was like, wait, did it all, was all of this just like the little girl playing pretend? <laughs> and she was the duck person. <laughs> What's in the duck? That, that is not what happens. There, there is a killer. It is her father. So, uh, yeah, so. You know, it's a much different movie from the Beyond. Um, it's yes. not really a slasher. It's more of a giallo. Well, I would say this is like basically a giallo to the T for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like a really really sleazy giallo. Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously haven't seen as many Italian horror movies as you have, but this is definitely the sleaziest one I've ever seen. 
it's fairly sleazy. Um, you know, a lot of Jalo, even if it's you know sleazy and, and full of sex, is actually pretty classy. Uh, this one goes out of its way it to just be no class. <laughs> You know, like a lot of uh, Jalo, like uh, Death Walks on High Heels or Death Walks at Midnight, you'll get like, you know, yeah, there's tons of nudity, but it tries to really capture like the pulp feel and almost make you feel like you're watching like an old timey 40s American movie at parts, even though you're watching like a 60s crime thriller. Uh, this one is like, you know, the Italian version of Maniac, basically. <laughs> Which I mean, so much so they actually did a uh, a comic book and Brandon, this will be up your alley of uh, Maniac versus New York Ripper. Really? Yep. I think yeah, it was only like three that, issues. That's but I gotta read. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, don't remember who published I mean, it, but I mean, technically, this is a slasher. I mean, literally. Like, well, it just slashes them up. Yes. Um. So before we had like full on slashers, you know, we had these movies that were leading into it. There's a lot of things that we'll call like proto slashers. Uh, I would definitely call this a proto slasher just to the degree it goes. But the big thing out of Italy at the time was called Giallo. And it was basically these crime stories where the, the killer is always like wearing black gloves. It's the killer's POV. And they use uh, usually a straight razor is the weapon. Um, and they were different from slashers and that like, you know, the most slasher tropes weren't there. So it wasn't like usually like teenage girls or teenagers. It was adults. It was career people. Um, there's usually the law enforcement angle. There's a lot of things with inspectors and cops. It was more, more Scooby-Doo from like a detective standpoint than Scooby-Doo of just kids running around the house. And then at the end, they unmask the killer. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um, as far as Fulci goes you know Brendan I can recommend you a shitload I can also tell you which ones to stay away from City uh, of the Living Dead like that I plan to watch that in the next week um, yeah I would say definitely watch that um, House by the Cemetery even for me is, is kind of a rough watch but like I, the dude... I, I was about to say I didn't like that one <laughs> I like I I mean, there were parts of it I liked, but it was, I felt it was kind of slow. Kind of yeah, weird. it's it's very it. slow. It's very just weird. Uh, and it has Bob. Um, one of his, it also has the kid who played Bob, but it's a different character. Manhattan Baby is just fucking bizarre. If you're familiar at all with the anime of Yu-Gi-Oh, it's almost the same story without the cards in a fucking Fulci movie. And it's it's just insanity like if you if you look at the movie poster not the cover because the cover like they released it like a million times if you look at the movie poster that looks like hand-drawn comic book art you'll see what i mean in a second and you'd be like i want to watch that and it's unfortunately it's also really slow but the parts that aren't are just bonkers um definitely the one that i recommended conspiracy of torture which is not a horror movie he's got Incredible westerns uh, for the apocalypse, probably his best one. Uh, he does have some really over the top sci fi. They actually covered it in early red letter media, best of the worst, um, new gladiators, and uh, 
the hell's the other one? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, uh, Conquest. Conquest is sci-fi fantasy uh, along the lines of something like Deathstalker or, you know, think like Middle Ages and uh, Swords and Sorcery type shit. But it's Fulci, so there's just over-the-top violence and nudity and monster people. Um, as far as his other horror movies, um, you know, the, the later stuff I would say to stay away from, um, absolutely love his movie, The Black Cat. There's a number of movies under that title, so you gotta look for the one that's Fulci's Black Cat, um, and not Fulci's Cat in the Brain, because that was one of his last movies, might have actually been his last movie. And um, he yes, basically uh, did a, a movie about what if Lucio Fulci was making a movie and he was a serial killer. I was going to ask you if, if Cat in the Brain was the same thing as Cat in the Hat. It, it is not. It is oh, a bizarre okay. movie where he basically tried to tell everyone he was a serial killer and people <laughs> actually thought it was real. So they had to like ADR an ending where like you hear the girl come back to life because they're like, did, did he just kill her at the end of that movie? Um. Well, seeing but, what yeah. this guy puts out and seeing what goes on, obviously in his head, it's not the wonder. He he's a weird dude, or he maybe, was a weird dude. Maybe, maybe they should, uh, yeah, maybe maybe they should start dredging some of the waters over there in uh, you know the Mediterranean and uh, you know over in Sicily and such. Maybe they start draining the waters and seeing what what kind of bodies they pull up. Maybe, <laughs> this guy. but uh, he he is responsible for my. My current Facebook uh, cover photo, uh, which is a very obscure quote that he put at the end of the credits of uh, his movie Perversion Story, where it was later in his career, and he, he was just very depressed and sad and miserable all the time. And uh, at the end of the movie, he just puts in this bizarre statement saying, this film is dedicated to my very few friends, including Clive Barker. Well, it's it's probably because he was very sad that he couldn't keep making movies where he like jammed a broken glass bottle into somebody's Gucci. I mean, he he could have kept doing that, but you know, and he did keep doing that. Um, there is like a weird ass movie. Yeah, there's there's a ton <laughs> of um, stuff that he did. You know, with Argento, they kind of had like their own little rivalry. And um, his daughter, uh, Argento, I think his daughter, because she was involved with everything, do some really great interviews on the uh, documentary that Severin put out. Uh, it's a play on All the Colors of the Dark, which is a very famous giallo. It's actually one of my favorites. Um, it's called All the Colors of Giallo. And uh, there's just like this three-hour documentary of... Uh, mostly in Italian of various guys in the genre, just going back and forth. And they definitely had a lot to say about each other. Uh, they, they had a very famous rivalry over the years. They have collaborated together, but there was always resentment. And, um, you know, he did a lot, lot with zombies, a lot with ghosts and some really weird, um, satanic, like nun stuff. So definitely check him out. Um, my, Second favorite Fulci movie is called Enigma, uh, and that's a later one. And it's kind of like 
Nightmare on Elm Street meets uh, The Exorcist, and it's the most 80s thing he's ever done. Uh, Severin also put that one out, and it's it's a phenomenal transfer. Um, but yeah, if you're going to watch City of the Living Dead, I'll be interested in your thoughts on that one. You know, we, we want to record. If you want to watch that and Manhattan Baby, we could do another double feature. Justin will spare you from that one. Um, <laughs> Justin, you might actually like Zombie Zombie 2. It's a fun zombie movie on a tropical island. Um, and at the very least, just go on YouTube and look up the zombie shark fight because there's a dude in full zombie costume and makeup underwater fighting a living shark. And in Italian movies, they're they're known for you know actually using real animals. Unfortunately, a lot of the times, hunting or killing real animals. Um, but whenever they use sharks, they use real fucking sharks with like no protection whatsoever. Now, why why didn't they just use their shark repellent spray? It wasn't invented in Italy. It was only in Batman. Oh uh, uh, no! It was only in Gotham. <laughs> only in Gotham. So uh, no. uh, that is our our Fulci double feature. So. We can uh, reconvene and and find some more crazy shit to make Justin watch. This guy, this guy seems like he just like takes like ideas and puts them in the hat. He's like, "Hey, what about this?" And then just like scrambles it up and goes, "Women." Yeah, pretty Dirty much. movies. <laughs> <laughs> Women, doorway to hell. <laughs> Zombies, <laughs> tropical island. <laughs> <laughs> or less. <laughs> so uh, that's that's all I got. If you guys have any final thoughts, uh, otherwise you can kill the bot. Um, final thoughts. Uh, I like both movies. Would recommend. Uh, sure. I would recommend if this is up your alley. But if you are not a horror person, if you don't really know anything about Italian cinema, or, uh, you know, you like actual plots in your films, uh, then this might be a skip for you. Yeah, but, I'll, uh, I'll say this. About the New York Ripper, invite a bunch of your friends over, get get some pizzas, get some beers out, you'll have a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially that scene in the theater. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody will have a good time. <laughs> well, one of my favorite drinking games when it comes to especially older Italian horror is, uh, you know, drink every time they do something that the PC crowd would lose their minds over. Uh, you will be dead at the end of this movie. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be dead by the end of the first act. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and I'm also, while, while we're doing this, I'm watching the uh, Mavericks and Warriors game and Lee from the Warriors just try to do a step over on the guy from the Mavericks, and then they got all pissed off that he like got up as he was like walking over. Him. It's like, dude, what are we doing here? Anyway, Luka Doncic in a Lucio Fulci movie. When <laughs> every time he drains a basket, it just ends up being like a human head. <laughs> Could you imagine like a zombie basketball game and they're just using like a human head as like the basketball? Uh, that would definitely exist. 
And then all of a sudden, I, the I was literally just about to say, Josh is about to reference some movie where that happens. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, Night of the Demons and, like, the Five Hoops of The Five Hoops of Hell. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the start of Justin's horror career. <laughs> all of a sudden, at half court, the gates of hell open up. And out comes Julian What's His Face from Fantastic Four. Oh, sorry. The, the two oranges are in bed together. <laughs> My cats are ugly. Uh huh. So. All right. On that note, I will catch you gentlemen later, and I will definitely now send two videos to the chat for Justin. All right. Peace. All right. Time to kill the bot.